Welcome back to episode seven of the FFHL podcast. Joined once again by my co-host Jacob Hogan. How's it been, man? How you doing, dude? I'm I'm doing really well. Uh, things are good in the fantasy hockey world. I'm feeling all right. Things are bright and sunny out in the real world. Uh, can't complain, man. How are you? Doing great, man. Yeah, big week for me last week. Uh, yeah. We'll get into that a little bit later, and. Um, yeah, so up next, we uh, I want to introduce our guest. Um, we've kind of been, you know, teasing him around for the last little bit, saying that we're going to get him on, and I think we uh, we got him secured this week. We got John Roundtree on the line, oh, don't we? Kev, wait one sec. I just got a text. Um, oh, it's from my cousin. Hold on one sec. Let me just. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, sorry, she just texted me. Uh, apparently, she's on a hike with John right now. Um, they're having a beer, so they were. Don't have John tonight. Uh, but I do have someone. I, I have been texting just in case. I had a feeling this might happen. So uh, it looks like, okay, if Jonah, it looks like Jonah's good to come on. Oh, nice, nice. Tonight, yeah. Jonah, you, you here with us? In a fantasy world full of wheel snipe Sally and COVID-19 and injuries by goons to superstars like Nathan McKinnon and Austin Matthews, no team is safe. Brought to you in part by Crest Super. Oh, that is a sponsored entry. Wow. <laughs> Jonah, welcome to the pod. Episode 7 coming in hot. All righty, buddy. Great to have you on. Great to be here, fellas. Let's do this. I'm having a lot of fun this year in this league. Tons of fun. Can you sense my sarcasm? Honestly, wow. though, I want to say, though, if anyone has been training for this year, it's been you. You've been the most waiver active person of the past uh-huh. four years. Even when we were a weekly league, you were moving your, your bench players on and off. Never for them to see the ice. They get more ice in a Diet Coke at McDonald's. But now it's actually a relevant thing. So do you think that's giving you a leg up this year? Uh, so I refer to it as my fantasy ADHD here. Okay. Uh, it's good to see that other people are getting on board with it. You know, I think it's, it keeps things interesting by moving players in and out a lot. And yeah, yeah, yeah really, really shaking sure. up the, uh, the the locker room dynamic, eh? Oh yeah, Jonah, you've had a just on the topic of moves. You've had a ton. Um, I know I have feasted on your roster um, this season. I've got a lot of your guys. Do you uh, do you have like a a move you're really proud of and a move you're not that proud of for this season? Maybe like a tops and bottoms, anything that comes to mind right off the gun? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So Jacob Chikrin for sure sticks out to me. Um, He's just shown himself to be like a top fantasy player in general. Um, And even the old eye test, watching like Arizona versus Colorado last night, this guy's everywhere. I think he's going to be a really solid fantasy player for a long time. Mm -hmm. In terms of bad pickups, 
Oh man, too many. Where do I start? <laughs> oh gosh, someone help me here. Uh, I don't have anything that really pops the top of my mind. Um, um, here, um, someone, may, maybe a drop. I mean, you did drop rust. I did uh, drop and you rust. Those tires, pretty good. Um, you were pretty high on that after the draft. I literally, I was so proud of it. I was like, boys, what pick are you most proud of? And I was like, Brian Rust. And then two weeks later, I dropped him. There's always, yeah. I think every year, everybody's always going to do that at least a couple times. So you drop an absolute stud. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I dropped uh, Keith Yandel, the man candle, um, pretty early on <laughs> after it looked like he was going to get a little, a little healthy scratched. And uh, it looks like Troy picked him up and has been enjoying the fruits of that labor. So that's, that's mm. a drop I, I definitely am uh, regretting. But yeah, it happens every year. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're not making ones you love and ones you regret, you're not really living the full uh, experience uh, <laughs> of this league. I think. Yeah, John, it looks like you've made forty-one moves. But oh my gosh! The next closest is actually um, who do we got? We got Jacob at thirty-nine as well, as well as uh, Ryan at thirty-nine as well. So you uh, actually might be. You might lose the crown of most active waiver uh, this year. So Child, just please. <laughs> Coding Jacob's favorite uh, character from the league there, Andre. Child, please. That's because you are Andre, Jonah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so it's been, uh, it's been a busy season, not just kind of with the moves, but with uh, the ups and downs of each week for your team. So it's no secret that you've been on a bit of a skid for the last couple of weeks. How are you feeling um, it being the back half now and kind of dealing with that? Like what's kind of on the horizon um, for Mac Mamba? Boy, I tell you, boy, I tell you, this has been the most frustrating year of my life for fantasy hockey through the first half. But after last week, I think I got a bit of momentum going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Dierier, who obviously has one of the most dominant teams we've ever seen. I'm feeling good about that. I, the final score was 2-3 to three with five ties. That's, I checked it. I checked it out. That's the most ties we've had this year. So I'm feeling good. Just the fact that I made him sweat this week. His words. Um, yeah, a win would be nice, not going to lie. A win would be nice here, boys. Uh, given Mac the pep talk, he should be back in to play tomorrow. So, yeah, I left him some voicemails, told him to figure it out. But, uh, yeah, I was sweating the other week. I was thinking of dealing John Carlson uh, for sure. I was thinking of dealing him. Talked to a few guys there. But then I realized, can't trade John Carlson. Because why would I do that? If I'm trying to win here. So, you know, if I stick to my stick to my scripts, I think my offense and my defense can carry my team. I do need a second goalie for sure. So we'll have to figure that out. But yeah, feeling confident in my team. I still got a lot of belief in it. It's been shaky at times, but I think doubt is good because without doubt, you can't have, you know, faith. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life, life lessons with Jonah Fenske. Let's, <laughs> let's move right into that first matchup between you and Dierier. Um, I think we talked about this on the pod last week. It's like that could be a heavy hitter uh, matchup for the week. And 3-2 uh, 
Wow, that might have been the closest matchup I can remember um, yeah. in any fantasy week. Tied in what goals, assists, points, and goalie wins like that, and shutouts, and shutouts, and a difference of two shots. Yeah, and five blocks. Yeah, so that was uh, that definitely had to have been some Sunday scaries for you, eh, Jonah? The worst Sunday scaries I've had in a while, for sure. And yeah, um, so it was it was it was a crazy week. Absolutely mad respect to my opponent there, Dierier. Patty Kane and Alex DeBrinkett just wrecked me, and it seems like that's a trend with his team to his opponents. Like that combo is deadly. It's mm-hmm. deadly. Like, don't even talk about Drysidel and Ovi for a minute. Those two guys. Wow. Oh my. Yeah, that's the thing. When you're you got two guys on a, a top power play, and if they're clicking, and Patty Kane has been firing this Fire. year. He looks yeah. like the Patty Kane of a of a couple of years ago. He he might just drag that team right into a playoff spot, uh, mm-hmm. and it looks like Chicago's getting Kirby Doc uh, back pretty soon. Added him to the uh, to the waiver <laughs> wire the other day. That was the most random pickup I could have woken up to. I'm like, what the hell? That guy's I got still a, in the NHL. I got a notification that he was traveling with the team, so I was like, hello, let's throw <laughs> this guy on the uh, on the IR, and uh, I had a spot for him, so. You know, if he if he gets in and starts playing, um, at least like top top six on that Chicago team, and they're still buzzing, you know, that could be something that really works out, or it could be something that flops and I drop him in two weeks. So mm. he could be the next PK Subban. We don't really know. So <laughs> uh, PK Subban, Jacob's uh, just triggered. <laughs> I love the guy. I love the guy. What can I say? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that was. Uh, that was a crazy matchup. I was kind of following that one all week, and mm. man, that couldn't have couldn't have asked for a closer matchup between the two of you guys. So and it was. Oh, do do you are you worried that you know, Johnny? You've had some pretty solid weeks, but you just haven't been able to get the win. You've been playing some hot teams. Are you worried about that in the future? They'll come. Wins will come. If I keep scoring goals the way I'm scoring goals in bunches, the wins will come and points. But yeah, with Thierry, man, like the legend of Vasi, the legend of Vasilevsky continues. Mm. I thought I was like looking good with that shadow from Group Hour there, but then boom. Yeah, he's his top six forwards, man. It's just dangerous. No wonder he's just crushing it this year. Absolutely. Um, Let's kind of move on here to another kind of big win. Jacob beating Ryan. I know Ryan's <laughs> a, a little bit of a, a lower seed here. Mm. Uh, he's currently in ninth, but a 6-3 win nonetheless. That's a big win uh, this year for us. How do you feel about that one, Jacob? Uh, it, was, it was unexpected. Um, not the win, but just the score. So uh, we went into Sunday with Ryan leading me, I think, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. He had the... the or no, 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 he didn't have to leave me that many guys. But he was 5-4 back and forth kind of the whole the whole week. And I was behind like nine hits or something. And I came back and won in hits on the Sunday. Uh, locked down goals on the Sunday. Uh, I lost Pietrangelo during it. Um, I didn't even get a start from Reimer, even though I picked him up. So, yeah, I mean, he got me good in points. Uh, really good. 
But uh, yeah, my team showed up in, in every other way. It's kind of my story this season. Get in, get out, do it dirty, and, and get the win. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not like Ryan had a bad week. I, I got to give his team props. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to get it done, whatever, whatever it takes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just kind of looking at your team here. Like, if you look at, you know, assists as your overall team record, you're one five and one in assists, yeah. and you're two and five uh, for total points. So, just kind of goes to show that um, you don't have to have the most points to win a week. You're second in the league. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think I've I think I found a pretty balanced recipe and uh, showed up against Ryan and had a. My team's hot hot on Sundays. I'll say that hot fudge on a Sunday. That's actually so true. That's so true. Yeah, I think I took Jonah on a Sunday last week too. So, yeah, it's been a been a good 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 week year for me for weekends. All right. Um, Let's move up to a matchup that I kind of really want to talk about here, and that's uh, Brandon versus Troy. Man, this was a heavy hitter one. Even Brandon was saying it at the end of the or in the podcast last week of that. What is it? Second and third or third and fourth place matchup? Like a, a, a true like. I just want to say before we time talk about it is like Brandon and Troy are two teams who really over the last few weeks have separated themselves from a lot of the league, and this is our first time seeing two teams that we can kind of talk about in a playoff way, facing off against each other. Yeah. Um, for for a little while, I was kind of down on Troy's team, and then he absolutely stomped me. You know, put it up my hoop, <laughs> and I think I think he's the real deal. Like you looking at, like he's had some couple of big weeks. You know, um, thirty nine points last week, eleven goals, twenty eight mm-hmm. assists. That's nothing to uh, to shy away from. Didn't have the best goaltending numbers, but you know, with Kudobin and Hellebuck. That's just an off week for him. Those are those are two stats where he's probably going to win more times than not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a stanky week for his goalies there. Um, but unreal power play. 20 points on the power play for Troy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Yossi and Forsberg. Philip, the Troy Seager up in Forsberg have combined <laughs> for just a crazy good um, playoff combination between the two of them. I mean, last week they combined for five playoff points, which is like half of what most people got for the entire week. Yeah. Yeah, having 20 power play points on, thir- on 39 points total or like for, for, for easy mass sake, getting 50% of your points on a power play, like, mm. that's, like that's unreal. Cool. Unreal. You'd love to see those kind of numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his team's, uh, team's looking good the last few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, the narrative for sure was definitely an underperforming team. And yeah, like, are we seeing that team finally perform? Absolutely. Um, let's move on here quickly um, to John and Cody. 5 uh, 3 mm-hmm. win for, for John, or sorry, for Cody. Uh, but John put up some good numbers there. I think that's a, that's a week to be proud of. Solid across the board, two weeks in a row. Just uh, another week where I'll say, John, just maybe if you face someone else, yep. could have squeezed a 5-4. Yep, 
32 points, um, you know, 13 goals. That's that's a great number. You know, just just edged out on uh, on shots and a 9.53 save percentage with four wins. You know, you'd expect to win both those goalie categories, but yeah. Cody somehow managed to time with four wins, but only an 8.98 save percentage. You don't see that very often. That low of a save percentage and still having four wins. Mm-hmm. And this was an important matchup for both of them because they were sitting as bottom three teams. John, any thoughts on that? On that, that, on nine, that? that 953, John, you killed it, buddy. Like, that is insanely high. That hardly ever happens. To get above 950? Wow. Yeah. Yep. Especially and, this season. And uh, a 964 for uh, for Carey Price. So, uh, you know, that's that's a good number for, for John. <laughs> wonder, wonder if that's going to be able to be uh, be kept up. That's uh, That's probably a big question. Scary price. Scary price. Guy's ranked 156 on the season. He's supposed to be the best goalie in the world. What happens for fantasy hockey? What is what is that? <laughs> yeah, Evan, do you want to answer as a Canadians fan? Uh, as a Canadian, uh, <laughs> we just fired our goalie. I, I say we. Um, just fired the goalie <laughs> coach. Um, so hopefully. Um, that means absolutely nothing because it's a fucking goalie coach. That's probably the cushiest job in the NHL. Mm. Uh, like, what, what, what do you say as a goalie coach? Stop the puck? Like, <laughs> square up. Just square yeah, up, yeah. man. Yeah, square up. You see the puck coming in? Yeah, your job is to stop that. Like, I think I can. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, hopefully that's, uh, that's signs of things to come. You know, if Montreal really wants to turn a corner, I think, you know, Having Carey Price be your best player is, is a crucial uh, factor in that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Kev, why don't we jump into a matchup that you're absolutely itching to talk about? One that I would say was almost clinical for one of these two teams. I have been, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, I've been kind of walking around this one. I wanted to talk about it. How I absolutely whipped out my micro horn thinking it was like the size of Taylor's just literally strap on top of it and just put it up his hoop. That was a domination. Honestly, if it wasn't for that shutout by, uh, by flurry, um, Mm. Oh man, he would have been just absolutely crying. The only thing he would have won would have been blocks, but, uh, 51 points. Hey, how are ya? My mm-hmm. team is back, baby. Let's go. Uh, I'm just looking. Oh, I'm wondering where these 64 hits came from. And uh, seeing Point and Eichel put up the hits they did is crazy. Jack Eichel. Eight and not, seven. Each Jack of them. I- Jack Eichel not scoring goals. So he's uh, he's throwing the body around. He's uh, <laughs> That's worth know, 10 million. You know. got, got that C on his chest. Well, he's got to play like an $18 million player because they got uh, uh, Skinner as well. So, you know, he's trying to uh, pick up for that. But, Mm. you know, I think this was a week that I kind of, um, you know, expected my team to kind of be around all season. Obviously, you know, you're not going to expect three goals uh, and six points from Aaron Eckblad every week. Um, but I think this is uh, just a sign of things to come for uh, for the micro rig. 
you know? I think uh, we're gonna be a dick like a sewing needle and work it, but like a sewing machine. That's gonna be our team plan for the year. Yeah, I mean, Malkin's back now, man. That's uh, I think that might be the X factor. Yeah, for the team, he's he's put up six points. The question is, Kev. I mean, this is what only two or three times where you've kind of met the expectation we all had for this team. Like, this is what we thought going in as being a week to week. Like, do you feel that? the tide has changed or are you going to flop next week? Um, a little worried. Um, cause I don't know what's going on with the people over at Yahoo. Uh, but Panarin keeps on going from not available to out. So I keep on having to move him off my IR. So I'm losing a player slot. Um, a lot of the time. So uh. that's something that's really, uh, really chapping my asshole. <laughs> But, sucks uh, to suck, dude. Yeah. You know, um, like... World's smallest violin. Yeah. Sucks that he spoke out against the fucking Kremlin and now you know, <laughs> he's got fucking lice and poisoning. But... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. Uh, okay, no. Phase two, if the smear campaign doesn't work. Yeah. Panarin and Navalny are just hanging out and fucking... Isol and hiding from Putin, yeah. but uh, yeah. So you know, if that can get figured you out, you know, here's the thing about those Russians. <laughs> yeah, Free cameo by Don Cherry. <laughs> Kev, man, I just got to jump in here. Yeah, when I, that started this week with your offense just exploding, finally, I just said, "There he is." So man, were you just like were you just like Michael Scott in that moment when he's like, It's happening, it's happening, stay calm. Like, dude, hot tamales, your offense was lit, as the youth say. Yeah, I honestly Jeez, thing, fifty like that's a lot of points, man. Sorry, go ahead. I was just pissed I didn't win goals as well, but you know, uh mm. David Perron had to score four goals in the week. He scored more goals that week than he has in his lifetime. I think the highest was in PBAA the last time he scored four goals in a week. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, just a big offensive week. And I think that's just my team just showing what they got. So, not going to lie. Pretty fired up about that. I know Cody's going to be listening to this this week. And he, he might be shoving it up my hoop. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm fired up about it. I'm fired up about the boys. Hey, it's a long time coming for you, buddy. Yeah. And uh, I want to thank everyone for coming to my TED Talk about my team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Taylor's going to leave a great Google review. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to rock your report this to Spotify. And we're gonna <laughs> that, so. Yeah. It's going to send Spotify a PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, speaking of Taylor, Taylor and the Great Rejects. I say that because your team's, his team's just filled with players nobody wants. Like, this guy, I got to get into this. He rejected. I don't know. Apparently, you wanted one for a third-round pick, bud. Okay, well, Pacioretty, <laughs> for sure. I'll do that all day. Um, but, like, man, Taylor, you rejected three of your own keepers from last year quicker than Jacob can send shitty trades. Like, buddy. <laughs> What's going on? And the fire sale started. He sold, what, Bergeron? Is that a new trade that's in today? Can someone yep. confirm that? Yeah. Yep. What was that trade? Second uh, round from Derrier. 
Second round. Wow. That's a big trade. Mm-hmm. That's from a big the trade worst for a guy. player on that line. And yep. he's 35. That's one thing that kind of concerns me with Bergeron. 35. When is he going to fall off? You know, it's coming soon. If not, I guess not this year so far, but. <laughs> I guess, I guess we'll see. The question, yeah, like, plays does he does he keep Jeff Petrie having a almost Norris caliber season as well? <laughs> Guys leading defenseman in goals, I believe. Like, wow, how are you? Fantasy darling for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Um, we'll see how much of the team is left in a few weeks. The deadline. I I. I interesting thought too and Tyler Sagan coming back mm. is he going to be the Tyler Sagan of old because Jamie Ben hasn't been the Jamie Ben of old you know oh. what what is that player when he comes back do you take a risk on keeping a guy like that or you know do you try and make a move in the offseason for something or do you just keep a Chris Kreider pick him off the waivers and keep him like I don't know what Taylor's game plan really is here I don't think Taylor knows what his game plan is. Yeah, I don't have any answers for you. We're just going to have to (laughs) get some popcorn and watch it play out. I think with Sagan, it's going to take him a while to come back. How long has he been out? Like eight months? Well, apparently he's out for another like month and a half. Like it's going to get time to get up to speed, man, especially getting your legs going. Um, Was it it not worth much this year, but next year? Yeah. I mean, we'll see, right? We'll see. Was it a hip or shoulder surgery? Hip, like, so that's skating wise. Like, you can't. It's hard to rehab a hip and get back into skating form. You know, if it's something like a broken wrist or something like that, you know, you can be doing drills and just not shooting the puck and get your legs back. But with a hip, oof, it's tragic. It's well, tragic. I mean, tragically um, hip. Yeah, tragically hip. Believe it at that. Tragically hip, Tyler Sagan. Yeah. But the good thing, though, is Dallas has missed a lot of games early on. And when he comes back, even if it is kind of a little bit later, Dallas still will have a lot of games left in the schedule for him. So that's a good point. So I just picked up Jamie Benn yesterday off the wire, speaking of Dallas. Now, I looked at his stats. He's having a terrible season so far. But they've been so stop-start, stop-start, that team. I just needed a replacement for, uh, for Wilson there after his lovely little suspension. A guy who can hit, so we'll see if it pays off. Probably drop him by tomorrow, but uh, you know. <laughs> the magic of the wire with you, dude. It's uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting. I'm sure Wilson will be on your team again by the time he's back. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we had. Um... Yeah, some pretty big, some pretty big wins this week, right? Like Kevin six three, all that, and it has been a nice shift in the standings. I know Kevin, you've moved up. Yep. Out of ninth, where you're sitting for a little while. Um, the playoff picture is looking a little similar, but uh, the points are still pretty, pretty even um, to where they were relative to where they were last week, and the window's still open for a lot of our managers. I don't think anyone can be uh, fully discredited yet. No, I, I would 100% agree with that. You know, you even look, you know, John uh, in 10th place. Um, not that big of a gap between him and a playoff spot, you know? Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah, it's uh, looking here. It's only nine points between fifth and tenth. Yep. Yeesh. That's it. That's one, like, for just for example, that's one big win for John and one big loss for Taylor. And, and everything has changed with five weeks to go. Yep. Absolutely. So still looking like a little too early for a fire sale. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I think we're going to start seeing some, uh, some trades starting to heat up. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, after our pod last week, uh, Brandon was pretty high on uh, JT Miller. Sent him a couple <laughs> trade offers uh, that he didn't accept. I thought they were pretty reasonable. It was a first, a second, and a third. <laughs> wow. You gave him a discount on JT. Yeah. As a heart and soul guy of the Vancouver Canucks, yeah. you know, I should have been asking for a fourth as well. I even went down to a first <laughs> and a second for him. And wow. uh, he still wasn't. He, he, was re- he was countering with a fifth round pick for him. Buddy, oh, you, you can't go on the podcast and pump JT Miller's tires all day. <laughs> <laughs> and then ask for a fifth round in, in return. This is your own fault. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to just keep keep helping the guy out and keep sending him those trades until, uh, until he figures, gives his head a shake. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it is kind of looking like we're starting to get a little... Like, even, yeah, there's not a lot of separation, really, other than kind of at the top. Um, mm-hmm. with, Derrier at 89 points. Yeah. Uh, yourself at 82, though, you're, you are kind of starting to leave um, Troy, you know, five points of separation between two and three. Um, mm-hmm. So, we'll yeah, kind of Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, um, the, one of the crazy things I noticed is five to ten is nine points. Uh, I don't know if this is necessarily a shout-out to Derrier or just kind of Maybe this is the first time we're seeing a picture start to develop, but between first and sixth, it's 14 points. So, um, I mean, you can make that as you will, but it could be hints that uh, now we're starting to see a bit of a playoff picture develop. Like, maybe four or five of these teams in the top six are going to be the same teams in the top six in yeah. the, when come playoff time. Yeah, you can definitely kind of start to see a uh, couple of teams that you're like, okay, they're they're obviously going to make it. And a couple mm-hmm. of teams, I think we'll still have to have a couple more wins before we can put them in the category of, of definitely mm-hmm. playoff team. Yeah, definitely, uh, like we said, no windows are closed yet. Um, so I think this is actually a great time um, to transition to everyone's favorite sponsored <laughs> category, part of the podcast, the Powerade power rankings uh back again uh for the third time so at number 10 on the power eight power rankings who do we got tell us who we got we got john holding it down in the same spot as uh, two weeks ago uh and we thought it would be fun instead of just kind of talking about each team we'll give what their best category has been this season according to their team stats and so john who's holding down 10th his best at this season has been save percentage and he's fourth in save percentage of all teams that's that's good for him that's uh mm-hmm. you know you, you like to see him you know being competitive in in a few categories yeah all right uh in the ninth spot 
In the ninth spot, uh, down one from two weeks ago is Ryan. Uh, the best stat for Ryan and Gosling's scream is he's fourth in both blocks and shutouts. All right. So fourth, you know, that's that's a competitive um, area to be in. You know, that means uh-huh. you prob- hopefully you'll win those uh, more times than you won't. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know... You, you do want to see something in a top 10 if you're going to try and move up um, in, in the standing. So that's, yeah. uh, that is looking a little tough for those guys to kind of start trying to make a, a playoff push. Ryan, yeah, they're, they're best Ryan, categories. Ryan, I think you should just fire sale and trade Kale McCarr to me. Let me Ooh. tell you, to our viewers, I have been gunning for Kale McCarr all season and last season. Um, yeah, I've basically offered the whole world here to try to get this guy, but Ryan will not budge on Mr. Kale McCarr. Uh, are you are you One can the, wish. One the can JT wish. Miller trade? Well? <laughs> yeah. Want to get us yeah, a little basically. ballpark here? Yeah, yeah, that's about it. So, so you, are you tossing a first, a second, and a third his way? Like, what's yeah? What's the what, what talking, are those trades? I'm talking all twelve picks from next oh. year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you heard it here first. Heard it here first on the podcast. All right. So um, moving on to our next place. Uh, who do we yeah, got? So so in eighth is uh, moving down two spots, Cody. So he's dropped. Um, we go into it, but we're just going to say that his best category is he's second in assists. He's got the second most assists of any team this season. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, so we're starting to move out of that middle pack territory. I would hope you'd be at least second with Connor McDavid on your team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Miss Marner and yeah. Mark Shifley. Yeah, dude, you got some great players. Cody's got some some real good players there. I think just needs to add to it, but it's got some bad luck too, I think, so far. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not the best trades, but yeah, there's. I think there's potential there for Cody, and I think there's... There's a good roster there. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I had him pegged as being one of the top teams in the league uh, at the beginning. And, you know, if he can make sure he's keeping that lineup set, uh, which he has been pretty good of late. Uh, but, yeah, you know, he could he could be a team that makes some, makes some noise later in the year and really tries Absolutely. to touch for, for a yeah. playoff spot. He could crawl back. But for now, uh, he's sitting, sitting in eighth in the power rankings. Yep, and like we have to say, like these are just how your team uh, currently is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not saying that you know this is the way everything is going to end. And then next, who do we have? Yeah, so um, in seventh, seventh place is Taylor, and now we start to see our our category leaders coming in. Taylor is his team is first in hits. But uh, we all expected that. But he's also tied for first in shutouts this season. So he's the most across the board in those two categories. And uh, how many shutouts is that? Is the uh... Uh, yeah? I believe it was. I'm gonna double check. I believe it's four uh, on this season. So yeah. his hit total is like so much higher than I. I'm in second, and he has uh, 89 more hits than me. Wow. Just yeah! Wow! Dominant and yeah, he's tied with four shutouts for the season. Wow! Yeah, five hundred and two hits on the year. When, <laughs> yeah, you know, 
It's a shortened season, and he still might get the record. Yeah. Yeah, every, like, yeah, you and the next best have 413, and then mm-hmm. everyone else is kind of in the, in the 300s after that. So realistically, 100, over 100 more than the rest of the pack. Yeah. So that's crazy. <laughs> uh, he's absolutely just running away with that one. Yeah. All right, who do we got next there? Um, so falling down one spot and in six, so in a playoff picture for the current rankings, is you, Kev. Uh, but you also are first in two categories. Uh, those two categories are assists and wins. And wins, it's not even, it's, a, it's like Taylor with hits. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, like, oh, Jonah's actually coming up. But I mean, like, still, like, compared to the half the league, you're looking real good and cozy in that spot. I, I will have to say, though, um, if we look at total goalies used, I might be the highest in the league. Um, I've been, <laughs> I could see that. I could can see you that. imagine if David Riddick got you wins? You'd be so high. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you put Riddick in against Ottawa and expecting, yeah. We'll, we'll not get into that one again, but Calgary firing their coach, too. They're Bit of a dumpster fire. I wonder if they'll be able to right the ship. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's a great defensive coach, so it'll work mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Uh, so in fifth, who do we have? Yeah, so fifth. Um, they're moving down two spots, coming fresh off a three-week losing streak. Jonah, I'm sorry, buddy, but you're middle of the pack, um, which is crazy because in categories, you are first in three of them. Goals. <laughs> Points and tied for shutouts with Taylor. Yep. No words. We got you right in the middle. Uh, just sitting in the fifth. Just, you know, that record. And, you know, last couple weeks haven't been good to you. No, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. I, you, you need better team defense, and that's not the defenseman on your team. You need just to get less points against you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seems like everyone's having uh, uh, their, their best week of the year against you. So just some unfortunate timing so far. Some uh, flukes for sure. And then moving into the top four, and I would have to say, I think of these next couple of people again we've kind of said this a lot these are very close uh so who do you have in uh, in fourth place yeah so uh in fourth place moving up five spots is none other uh than philip forsberg's best friend troy who is first and actually this should be pretty obvious based on what we talked what category he's first in it's power play points just a monster in them um, if we were to take a look at uh, the totals right now for power play points, uh, he's the only one in triple digits. He's the only one to crack 100 so far. So he's, wow. he's doing really good. That means that last week he had 83, which would still put him, like even if he were to nugget, have had zero, none of those 20 points this past week, he'd still be fifth in power play points. It's interesting. A stat I see there for Troy's team is he's got 14 points on this, 14 power play points on the season from Victor Hedman, like one of his defensemen. Wow, that's amazing! What a keeper yep. too! Like yeah, geez. and just totals on the year, he has 103 power play points on 245 total points. So 
If this guy's know. getting a point Almost, wow. yeah. and on the power play. Yeah. Yeah. That's dominant. And then we'll just compare that to Jonah and myself, who are kind of next on the power play points. Uh, Jonah has 265 points on the air, 95 on the power play. I have 258, 91 on the power play. So, yeah. you know, mm. a bit less in the total points, but uh, blown us away in power points. So that's, that's making all the difference, and that's why he's... Mm. Uh, yeah. He's... Number four in those power rankings. So uh, who do we have for number three on the Power Raid power rankings? Yeah, so number three um, has moved down one spot. It is Brandon. And he is first in what is very obvious again, shots on goal. Uh, and again, he's the only one to break 900. So again, another person, as we move into these top four teams, the ones that the categories that they happen to be the best in happen to be not even close, like really separating from the rest of the competition. The only person I'd say that really has that same thing going on is that's not in the top four is Taylor mm-hmm. um, with his hits. So yeah, Brandon is, is third. He's moved down one spot. He, uh, he took a loss, but a close one. And yeah, he's, he's still looking really good. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, next we have, we're moving into our top two in our Powerade Power Rankings. And if you've been following along, you can probably guess who number two on the Powerade Power Rankings is. Who do we have as number two, Jacob? Oh, man, listen. Just before I say it, I've been keeping my mouth shut all season. And it is my absolute pleasure to say that it is me in second in the power rankings, coming hot off a four-week win streak without a single loss since week one in a 5-4 loss. And my team is first in blocks. Um, And that's been a really nice one for me. I'm the only team to crack 300 blocks um, so far this season. So, uh, yeah, loving the defense this year, boys. Sitting, sitting pretty. I don't know if it'll last all season. These are current rankings, but uh, for now, I, I, I happily t- say I'm in second for the power rankings. And just to, because I know you're thinking this yourself, Jacob, and you're not going to want to see it. It hates me to say this, but uh, when was your first pick this year in the draft? Oh, it was the fourth round, and it was a player who's not even on my team anymore. Fourth round. Wow. Was, yeah. yeah. Who was and, the player? Uh, it was Dylan Larkin. Oh, right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Kevin, I know it's not a fun question to ask, and but I do ask everyone to ask themselves what they were doing in those first three rounds uh, that brought them to this point in the season. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to ask it, but as a serious journalist, those are the questions I need to ask. <laughs> yeah. If you'd like to write in what you were doing in the first three rounds, uh, please contact us. Uh, it is uh, bluepowerade at uh, fffhlpod.ca. Yes. All right. And then probably the most obvious um, place in the Powerade power rankings, other mm-hmm. than John being in 10th, who do we have in number one? The man who has come onto the podcast to say he expects to win this season, first in save percentage, first in the league, Dirier. I don't think anything more needs to be said. No. I think we should try and get a bet with Dirier where if he doesn't win the Trudeau, like, he's got to do something. Like, 
I don't want to say chug a beer, but like, <laughs> man, how sweet would that be? Yeah, we definitely got to come up with something. Honestly, you know what would be great? I, I'll, I'll, I'll probably message him after this, but if I want to, I want to challenge him, and like the loser has to like shot, like if he. If he loses, he has to like shotgun three root beers. And like, if I lose, like I'll shotgun three beers. Oh. But like, watching a man shotgun a root beer would be that sounds so painful and like, hilarious. I like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So, that would be a good rivalry week if you guys are like top three teams. Yeah. Dere, watch out. Or if if when we meet in the finals. Gary, you're gonna have to be shotgun and root beers. So. Yeah, imagine that you shotgun root beers, and then you get the Folgers Cup because that's the finals you guys will be in. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty humiliating. Yeah, if 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 Gary is in the Folgers Cup, holy fuck, uh, wrong. Everybody, everybody wins if Gary uh, <laughs> is in the Folgers. Yeah, if if Gary doesn't make the playoffs, I'll butt chug a root beer. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here. All right. All right. Well, that was the third installment of the Powerade Power Rankings. Jonah, any uh, any comments on the on the Powerade Power Rankings? Do you think that was pretty accurate? Do you think anyone was a little high? And do you think anyone was a little low? I think you guys pretty much nailed it this time around. My question is, has Deary always been number one, like since week one? Has he always been on top? Deary yes. has been a wire-to-wire number one, wow. and John has been in 10th. Um, every power ranking as well. Wow. I just want to put that out there. Okay. I will say though, John, um, he's had some solid weeks. He, he's, this he's, the, he's, but he can't can't get the win. This was the closest we've had to not putting him in tenth. Yeah, I would say, yeah. but we didn't. He is still in tenth. So I hope. I hope I hope I hope his hike went really well. Yeah, I hope his hike is going great right now. Yeah, I hope he's. There's a good top six there. There's a good top six there on the the Detroit Red Wings, or sorry, the the Mile Fry Club, uh, John's team. But uh, <laughs> I think we just need some bench players, and then you know that should help right his ship because you know he's got a couple strong goalies, and like you got a team with Tavares and Crosby, there is potential for John's team. It's just yeah. untapped at the moment. Absolutely, but John. You can move up those rankings, my dude. This this is a season where anything can happen, really. I uh, I couldn't agree more, Jonah. And like when we were making the power rankings, something I, I I thought of when we I was looking at his team, just like you said, is like your when your core is Tavares, Crosby, Wheeler, now Landeskog, who we haven't seen play with the team yet, but now part of that team. And then on defense, you have McAvoy, a, a surging Sergachev, and Varlamov. You're just five free agent moves a week away from winning leagues. And it's really not on the, the draft so much as just the manager on a Sunday, I think. That's, that's that, that's that might be that ingredient that gets him out of 10th and challenging for six. Uh, sorry. And so John has only made 13 roster moves. So that, mm-hmm. is, that is not a lot. And what was Jonah's? 43? 41. So Jonah's got almost 30 more than John. Yeah. So that's just a lot wow. of that's just a lot more games that you're gonna get played if you're making mm-hmm. that many moves. If I can brag about one thing, 
this season, and there's not much to brag about so far, but it's just wire moves. <laughs> how yeah. sad is that? Just how sad. <laughs> I, I, it's only sad if you think it's sad. And uh, if it's sad, then you've had a sad season every single one we've had. It's a Brandon sod season so far. <laughs> All right. So um, let's move into some trades here. Uh, actually, just looks like just the one trade, and Bo Horvat for Nikolai Ehlers. How does everyone feel about that trade? Uh, so I have some opinions. I don't know if anyone else does. I uh, I don't. I I don't. I'm just Joke. left questioning why. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't understand it. What What is that? It's like. <laughs> I. I yeah, Kev, you want to weigh in and kind of give us some clarity, maybe? So I was kind of looking at this, and again, I was also like, why? They were two very <laughs> similar. Like, you know, did they need a change of scenery? Was you know Nikolai Ehlers ripping up that the Rippers in Winnipeg, and he just needed to get him off the team? He was being <laughs> a cancer. I I don't really know. Um, one thing I will have to say. Um, is that Bo Horvat has did start really hot, and Nikolai Ehlers has come on hot of late after Patrick Laine leaving. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, I'm not really sure. Like, you know, either one of them could just. I don't. I don't get this. Actually, I don't fucking get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to analyze we this. This is the story of Cody, man. You start and you don't finish. Like, none of us do. We yeah. should video, We should have vetoed it just because we don't get it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Pro- probably should have. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. You get, hey, for shits and gays, you guys want to call early winners on this trade? Uh, I'm going to call Cody as the winner on this one. I feel like it'll just work. I... Um, go ahead, go ahead John. Okay, so I think Bill Horvat, uh, whoever got Bill Horvat, which I believe is Brandon, mm-hmm. and name a better combo than Brandon and the Canucks. Um, I just think, uh, yeah, Bill Horvat's better for category coverage and in our league. I think that's that's important. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with actually Cody, and I'm going to go with Nikolai Ehlers. I think, yeah, now that Patrick Laine has gone there, uh, he's going to get playing on that top power play. And I think he's just going to get more points. Um, I think Bo Horvat started at an ungodly clip, and I don't think he'll be able to keep up that pace. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Almost like a Toffoli in Montreal, you know, where you just kind of try and sell him a little high. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, that was just, like, you know, let's just compare that to, say, you know, my trade I made with Troy, trading a forward for a defenseman. You know, both that similar kind of things. Yeah, another just, boring it, trade, but it makes sense. Like it was just like both of us kind of adjusting for positional kind of needs. So you you understand that trade. That mm-hmm. trade makes sense. Yeah, and even with mine, another interesting comparison would be uh, the Justin Folk that Cody had traded, or I had Justin Folk and I traded him to Cody for Sean Couturier, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty happy about that one. Um, yeah, you. I sold Probably. high on Folk because he was doing really, really well at the time. And so I was seeing, you know, testing the waters there. And yeah. You might fleece him on this trade. Sean Couturier uh, and that Philly power play, 
buzzing right now. That Philly power play is touched. And he was injured for a lot of the years, so like that's why his his like yearly ranking would be really low. And yeah, Justin Falk is a great defenseman, but I don't know if he's a great fantasy defenseman. We'll see. Get folked, Cody. Yeah. All right. So kind of moving to the end uh, here, Jonah. Something that we're you know asking everyone. Um, who are you putting in your top two? Who are you putting in your bottom two? Let's hear it. Well, I wouldn't lie. I mean, I would be lying if I didn't think that uh, Deary is going to run away with it. So, yeah, I got Deary at number one for sure. And uh, not to toot my own home here, but uh, I think because of my superstar power, I'm at number two. I think okay. once the season's done and over with, uh, the ship will write itself. When you got a team like McKinnon, Matthews, Feshnikov, Pacioretty, Liney, Katuri, and then you got some defensive studs like John Carlson and Drew Doughty, who, to my surprise here, and to maybe many others, is just upper echelon defense in our league. You know, when I heard you guys cheered me for that Doughty, uh, Doughty draft in the fourth round there, I was like, I don't know, I didn't really understand it because he eats nails for breakfast. He plays a full 82-game season every year. Full category coverage. You know, the guy plays friggin' 28 minutes a night. Uh, you know, if you got Tyson Berry on your team, ripping that Edmonton power play. Uh, like I said, Jacob Chikrin, he's killing it. And then you got Philip Grubauer, you know, who's just way up there, finally showing it. I think so, uh, yeah, I'll be climbing super- the standings pretty quickly here the second half of the season, boys. There's some great names, so why can't they get a win? Now, that's the part that perplexes me. <laughs> All right, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's a head-scratcher. Yeah. But, uh, Drew, Drew Doughty is playing like uh, a 2012 Olympian. Yes. Uh, mm. right, right about now. So uh, call so, me the LA Kings that year when they were eight-seed eight playoff, went on to win the Cup. I think that's, that's my situation right now. I'm middle of the pack, you know, kind of just on the edge here for playoff spot. And uh, I think I'm going to go on a little tear pretty soon here, boys. You heard it here first. All right. Love to hear that. And on the other end of the spectrum, who are you putting in that bottom two? After some of these just questionable trades, I got Cody at second from the bottom. Mm. Um, I hate to say it because, like, there is some serious star power on that team. Yeah. But I think that's Cody's needs... first time in the bottom too for a manager. It's just he's missing some defense, man. Is you if you want to win a championship in fantasy, you gotta have defense. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom, I uh, I got our boy Johnny there. Tough break for the kid. Tough break. Yeah, but uh, you know, I honestly I thought after like after the draft, I thought this was the best draft for John. But uh, yeah, I you know what, and I stay with that. I still think it was his best draft. We got a, it's just been the move since I think. I, I I think that that is a big thing that has been hindering him. It's his lack of activity on the waiver wire, and mm-hmm. we say it every week. And you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully he starts getting a little bit more active and getting into this uh, into this playoff push. Landeskog was a great pickup, John. Do not drop him. 
Do not so drop mad him. about that. I'm still so mad. I am, you're mad about I that. I'm mad about that. Two years in oh. a row, this man got dropped, and I don't get it. Just why? <laughs> yeah, that could be a uh, spot start. Yep. The kind of shit you pull in a playoff. Absolutely. Uh, so, Jonah, any kind of final words wrapping this up? Do you think you got this? Do you think you got the team? Are you going back-to-back -back on the Trudeau fee? Are you making your daddy Justin proud on this one? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let's... No. Um, I don't think... I think the Trudeau fee is out of the question for me at this point. I think it's going to be hard fought for Derry to lose that. Um, he's definitely got that in concrete, I would say. Uh, but that second spot's wide open. I'll say Jacob Hogan, watch out, buddy. Watch I love out. the fire, man. I love I the fire. You have a good team, but it's missing pizzazz, man. Your past championships, like you had star power. Can you name one superstar on your team right now? Uh, yeah, PK Subban, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Joe Pavelski, ever heard of him? <laughs> yeah. Multiple oh, Stanley Cup final player, Joe Pavelski. Definitely. He definitely, glory days, yeah, yeah. He definitely has a couple of banners raised in San Jose yeah. for his presence. Dude loves the conference final, so watch out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, right. well, that surprised me. Joe Pavelski's been absolutely just killing it this year so far. And, it, yeah, it's, it was a good pickup, man. I was chirping you at first, but that really worked out. Thanks, dude. Absolutely. All right, well, Jonah, I want to thank you for coming on as a last-minute uh, – guest this week um john i hope you're making out with jacob's cousin uh, we'll just be uh, absolutely mint right about now and yeah uh this has been episode seven of the ffhl podcast uh we'll talk we'll see you guys next week cheers guys I'm sick of always hearing that you rage I don't wanna waste my